0: Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint, as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another Beertastic Voyage.
1: Hi, everybody, and welcome to Episode 5 of Tastic Voyage. I'm Kevin. I'm Justin. And this is Mark. And we're happy to be back here again in the cozy confines, trying out some more beers this week. Um, and this week we have sent Justin out to the far ends of Long Island to Greenport Harbor. It's on the North Fork all the way at the east end of Long Island, and he well, brought us to back. Well, to
0: be fair, he only went to Peconic.
1: I'm trying to give the guy a little bit of credit, and I also don't want to feel like the only schmuck that drove far out of the way to go get beer.
0: Well, okay. you, I mean, you just he, want me he, to he, suffer. <laughs> I, regardless, he definitely drove further than you did to get... To. Right, but
1: there's no people out there. It's after <laughs> it's after Labor Day. It's empty. Um, I beg to differ. There's uh, something yeah, called no, fake it's... pumpkin picking that caused oh, a lot right. of people to be there. Se- I'm sorry, pumpkin season. I completely forgot. And apple season, and, and duck children season and, and rabbit season <laughs> and driving season <laughs> and everything else. Duck season, rabbit season. Duck... Anyway, no. season. Anyway, Justin was nice enough to go and get the beer from one of their satellite breweries. Still owned by the same brewery, right? Yeah, it's it's
2: just a it's like a it's a larger, nicer tap room tap room and they've they've more beers on tap and a food truck out front. Do they do
1: any brewing at that facility?
0: It's their production facility. Oh it is. Okay, yeah. it's a much okay.
2: yeah, it's a, that's one I think the main reasons they got it. It's a much larger facility.
1: Well they these guys have some real distribution. Unlike Some of the other stuff, unlike some of the other stuff that we've tried, you can find these guys in bottles and some in cans in supermarkets and stuff, not just beer distributors, but actually in like big chain supermarkets.
0: Yeah, I'm not 100% sure, but I think Greenport might be the only brewery on the island that has automated uh, packaging Really, Systems, they, they yeah. have it that advanced. I believe they do. Yeah. Did blue? You know, I don't know if Blue Point ever went to
1: anything like that. They might have with uh, their. Uh, yeah, when that's they got true. Blue Point though.
0: probably doesn't at this point. Yeah. And
1: it's for anyone, hard to count
2: Blue Point in some yeah. of the discussion just because they're own, now they're owned by Inbev and it's a little bit different. And then
1: they, they're available all over the country.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're toasted lager. You can get that everywhere.
1: Yeah. And I'm seeing, and you know what I'm also seeing in in the supermarkets, some of the same kind of things that you would see for some of the bigger brands like the swag that they put on the displays. Like I saw a blue point toasted lager, like a cooler the same way you would see one for Corona or something like that on a display. And I was like, that's cool that it's our local beer, but you guys, you guys, you guys have moved on past what we're looking at really here.
2: Yeah, they also um, – I don't know if it's how recent it is, but they definitely have a new logo, but they've pushed it, been pushing it super hard. If they changed the logo a while ago – Oh, the now, buoy, right? Yeah, now they're really like – like you said, T-shirts everywhere. Like even – I work down there, so there's – they even changed the sign. They have, a, they have a street sign that points to where their tasting facility is, and it's a uh, – they changed the logo on that.
1: Well, I, re- I remember that the – The tasting facility. I don't know if they've expanded it or anything, but the last time I was there, it was a shack. It was a tiny little – you went around back, and you walked through a warehouse, and then you went in the side door to a bar that maybe had like six stools, and it was a tiny little place. I've only ever driven past it.
2: it, um, They have food and stuff there now from what I understand. Oh, wow.
1: So it is definitely upgraded. But they were one of the early beers of what got me drinking some better beers and stuff. So that was fun. And what I would like to know, guys, is if you guys had fun while you were out at the Taps and Talons Festival, um, I think it was last week. I did not get a chance to go, but I'm looking for you guys from a special news report here. <laughs> well,
2: it was a lot of fun. There were, I think, at least 10. There were 10 breweries, I think, there, right? I'm trying to count in my head around the tables.
0: Uh, I mean, there was uh, 10 people or ten groups serving beer, but three of them were homebrew clubs, and one right. of them was uh the Tap and Barrel Bar.
2: Okay, yeah, it was interesting. The the two um the two well there are three clubs, but the one club is kind of weird, right there because they're uh the Beer Collective. They're a um a retail club, right? They sell their beer.
0: No, uh, beer, uh, Brewers East End Revival is the third club.
2: Oh, okay. Well, they're, but they they which one of them? There was one out of the three that, that sold. Is that them? No. Okay.
0: No, Brewers East End Revival is uh, where you you had the naturally fermented cider from.
1: Oh, right. Right, right. right. And, Mark, you're part of the uh, Long Island Beer and Malt Enthusiasts, right? Correct, yeah. Uh, Were they represented out
0: there? Yeah. uh, My club was serving up a wide selection from uh, hard ciders. There was a mead on tap. Uh, Sounds good.
1: There was a porter. Yeah. Yeah. Did They're... they give you did they give you as a member like a, a badge or a pin or a, like a sticker or something to say like, hey, look at me, I'm I'm part of the
0: club? I have a card in my wallet that's like really worn and tattered because I never laminated it.
1: Did you lose a corner of it? Did you did
0: you make a bad beer and they take a corner away, like your totem chip? No. <laughs> yeah. No, um... they just crush your soul by
1: <laughs> shaming you.
0: By you know, unbiasedly critiquing it
2: well speaking of critiquing the uh, brewmaster over at uh, uh, brick house did give uh, mark a very uh, very favorable review on a beer that he had made
0: oh yeah I was very happy to hear about that uh, the brick house brewery uh, very kindly gives out wart to the homebrew club in the around February when they're making their Don dapper double IPA
1: that was the second running stuff right yeah
0: I made a I soured the second runnings and then I added some uh, rose hip syrup to it and uh came out very nice very tart and you know uh Paul Cosmic who's the head brewer at Brickhouse was very kind in telling me that uh mine was by far the favorite that he had tasted
2: yeah it was uh it was nice I kind of just stepped back and let uh let Mark beep a little bit <laughs> For
1: those of you yeah. who don't know Mark Mark doesn't really beep but I could tell <laughs> and, and rightfully so I mean that guy has made some excellent beer that we really enjoy over Brickhouse and so to have him say such kind words is, is really nice so kudos to you mark nice job and i drank some of that beer and really liked it so kudos to you I, from me this time
0: there's still we still have some of it so i mean at some point we're gonna do like a brewer's reserve episode maybe,
1: maybe a uh you know uh, we're gonna have our uh post uh, our, our rap party where we're just gonna drink some more of that well, yeah, uh
2: now that now that we can we can finish filleting Mark we'll uh... <laughs> It's only verbally. Yeah. Wait. Let's morally. T- let's, wait, talk wait, about, <laughs> let's talk about giant birds. So were,
1: were there any cool giant birds of prey that could fetch beer for you there? No, there we, No, we no mo- yeah,
0: most of the beer uh birds that they have there are incapable of flight because their wings have been injured in some way. That's a bummer on multiple levels. Mostly
1: I'm sad that the birds are injured, but I'm also a little sad that they couldn't at least train, like, a small hawk or something to do something cool like fetch beer. Well,
2: when we first got there, I wasn't sure what to expect. Like, I knew that they had birds there. So this was at the Sweet Briar Nature Preserve in Smithtown. And when we say Smithtown, it's like there were at least six turns that we took when we got off a major road. And I thought Mark was taking me somewhere to kill me.
1: Was that the, Is that the one all the way north? Yeah. It's, I've been up there. I've, I, I've been up there. It's nice. And, yeah, you do kind of feel like you're being let off the path to be murdered to go there
2: definitely but when we got there we were we got there right away and um as soon as it started and it actually kind of had started they were still setting up so we got a, a pour and one thing i'll say i hope no one gets in trouble but the, every pour that i got oh yeah. was a full pint yeah there they, was no tasting they
0: place. they had just simple you know red plastic cups that you know you've seen movies and uh yeah, most of the people were definitely pouring way more than a tasting. Like, so several times we got full pints of beer.
2: Yeah, it, it was, which was, was which was which was good. That. No, it's not a complaint. I just know that sometimes some of the uh, some people frown upon that. You know, people maybe run those things, and then people are driving home. But exactly. we were very responsible. We hung out afterwards. But when we first got there, it wasn't really in the flow of what was going on. So we we grabbed the beer. We walked around. We checked out the cages and stuff, kind of the stuff you would do other than the beer when you just went there. But I'd say about. 45 minutes in, they started bringing out birds and people were walking around with the gloves on and you got to see great horn owls and, um, Falcons. And there was, um, not out on someone's hand, but they had a, um, juvenile gold, uh, bald Eagles. Those are and, cool. Looking. Yeah. It was really neat. And, um, I actually had an American Kestrel on my head and on my hand that I got
1: to hold. I saw the picture of that. Yeah. They were, we're going to have to post pictures. We'll know. share them. Um, I, I've never seen a great horned owl, but I remember that owl that was – there was an owl that was hi- hiding out around one of Mark's apartments oh,
0: yeah. for a little I while. Oh, yeah, I think that was a little barn owl.
1: I, if, even if it was little, it was still terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know you, you watch movies like Harry Potter and stuff, and they make owls look like these cute little things. Those birds are terrifying, and they will eat your face. Yeah, and they're, they're, they're murder machines. I, yeah, they really are and they, and you sit there and you're like oh that that's kind of nice looking and no it's it's terrifying when it swoops down at you cuz it thinks you're chilling out by its nest.
2: Yeah, it was the birds were definitely a big highlight. However, the beer was also incredible.
1: What was uh one of the what were what was one of the favorite breweries that you guys came across and maybe a beer there or two that you really enjoyed the most?
0: Uh, so the, I Sweet Briar was my first time tasting anything from Blind Bet Brewery because they don't currently have like a tasting space so you have to like follow them around kind of like the McRib. To the various farmer's markets that they sell out. I mean, he, the guy from Blind Bat brews in his garage, right? Yeah, or it's a, like a detached garage or maybe a shed in his property. But right. uh, he sells his beer at various farmer's markets. Okay. And uh, he had a uh, basil honey beer. That sounds interesting. That was very good. A light beer, right? Like a pail? Yeah. Yeah, that was very good. Um, that
2: The day before, we had recorded the, bar- uh, the barrage episode and um they were there and they had the assault and fudgery that uh, Kevin had made uh, oh I, I should <laughs> have
1: tried that stuff. while I was at the at the tap room but what what was a uh, what's your guys quick review of the assault and fudgery it was fantastic
0: yeah honestly I don't remember any I don't remember enough detail other than that it was good
2: yeah it was it was ex- exactly as the name would imply it was there was definitely fudginess. there was there was definitely a little bit of uh I think, I think they're supposed to be coconut in it, and I, th- I recall that. Okay. But I'm not 100% sure, but it was very good. It was one of the later beers that we tried because of how heavy it was. We decided we didn't want to like, start off with something that was going to coat us.
1: Yeah, that, that's always a t- it, there's a definite strategy to when you go out to beer shows. And maybe in a, in a future episode, we'll review our strategies, especially if, when the next one's coming up.
2: We certainly have made a few mistakes along the way, so
1: we know we been know what there, not to do. In there, made those mistakes. Bring a football, but <laughs> yeah, but also, great thing. Every once in a while, you guys are married. You understand this. You get your wife to agree to do something, and you just kind of file it away and go. This is awesome. She signed off on this earlier today. I got Rachel to sign off that at some point she would love to go to the Great American Beer Festival out in Colorado. So I'm like, life goal check we can get a step closer we've got an excuse to go she signed off on it
2: you better get some kind of like a retina sans scan like document or something <laughs> just to make sure that she
1: can't back out nope i've got it right here in my heart i know it was there she won't back out on it
0: you should still like have her vera a pdf or something
1: you're right that's that's probably the it's probably safer that way but you know me i like to live
2: dangerously <laughs> um one quick note if you're going to one go to the clubs like, the clubs are, at least in my experience, are always going to have the more interesting beer. They can take more of a chance. They're making smaller batches. They're not trying to sell it. They're just trying to make something cool. And for me, that held true again. The the Both the East End Revival, your club, and the collective all had amazing beer. Yeah,
0: do you remember, uh, which club was it that uh, had the alt beer that was really good?
2: That was uh, the, the East End Revival. Oh, it was, That yeah. was the
1: first one you had.
2: That was very yeah. good.
1: Well... I'm firmly jealous, guys, and I definitely want to make sure that you know we get a, that I get to go out with you guys till the next event that's coming around. And the great thing about Long Island is there always there seems to be one going on about every other month or so. Yeah, you know, at every third month at worst. So, I'm sure there'll be something coming up soon, or we'll be able to get out there and get some more beers. But all your talk of the beers that you got to enjoy has made me really want to enjoy the stuff that we have here today. So, Justin. These are your finds, so why don't you lay us on, lay it on us, what those beers that we're going to drink today?
2: All right, So we went out to uh, Greenport today. I took my my wife and my son with me because it was a long trip and I didn't know if I'd ever see them again. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I decided we would go out there. Plus, my wife's a little less road ragey, and anyway, we'd have some traffic issues, and it was just better this way. Um, as Kevin had mentioned, it's it's far, but it's definitely worth it. Um, I did not go all the way out to the Green Greenport. I went to the Peconic. Um, tasting facility and i got us a saison their saison de carpenter which as the name implies is a saison i got us the darth lager which is a schwarz Schwartz beer, beer yeah. yeah i keep you know may the schwarz be with you i suppose and also with you <laughs> and we'll finish up with a uh, request from uh, my buddy kevin which is honestly what baby drive out there to begin with uh is leaf pile which is their version of a pumpkin it's a fall beer
1: i do i'd haven't had I I only requested it because you mentioned Greenport as a possible episode and I love leaf pile and I haven't had it in at least a year and a half and so I felt it was we were due for it we've also had a nice streak of crappy weather and so that means I want beer that's gonna warm me up I want fall beer I want warmer beers
2: I think it's fitting since you know we're recording um, at the beginning of October so now it's you know it's October season so fall beer will definitely uh, definitely fit. Normally, we would now tell you a lot about the brewery and maybe some information about the brewers. Other than their photos on their website, I can't find any any in- interesting details. I can say that overall, they're one of I know it's one of our favorite breweries. The facilities are outstanding. Um, the one in Greenport is maybe on the small side, but it's still a beautiful facility in a very historic part. So there's it's actually a lot an of old firehouse, right? Yeah, it's next to an old next to the old jail. Right, it's just a, it's a really cool place. Yeah, and their new place is outstanding it's they have it's all open in front so it's nice and nice and cool in there in the summer they can close the doors for the for the winter and now they have a, a food truck out front that is their food truck so it's kind of like they have a kitchen but it's on wheels so they're cool
1: did you get anything from the food truck i didn't because i
2: had stopped beforehand okay and i didn't knew there was gonna be a food truck there even even uh my wife had said oh man we stopped to eat
1: i <laughs> know <laughs> i know i know steph is always a big fan of uh various food trucks and she's always willing to try something new there Exactly.
2: So, um, other than saying that the brewery is fantastic, we don't, I don't have much of a backstory. Uh, the first beer that we're going to try is the Saison, the and um, we'll uh, s- cheers a little bit, and we'll try this out. All right. We're drinking these out of um, fine snifter glasses uh, provided by Mr. Williams here.
0: Well, I mean, last time you guys complained about the cheap plastic cup, so I figured I'd get out the stem glassware.
1: Well, I, I my only complaint was that I couldn't see it. And so I want to start with the color on the Cezanne, and it's got that beautiful light golden color. It's unfiltered, so it's yeah, it's, it's hazy, very hazy. But I'm okay with that. Now, it's been sitting around for a little bit um, since we started recording, so that my head has died down, but when I poured it, there was a nice foam head there was a nice foam head on top it stayed around for a little while and plenty of bubbles and the lacing on the side it's getting some nice lacing when you roll it around
0: yeah it definitely does have uh, good legs
1: and uh as far as the the sift the fancy snifter or tulip glasses that we have is great because it helps hold in the aroma it's of uh, the coriander in there yeah and
2: it's a six uh, percent alcohol so it's somewhere in the middle and um this is part of their OG series, which they've brewed um, for which an- what anniversary is this now for them? So they just had a, they had a significant. Um, it's
0: either five or six. No. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I want to say like
2: five. I think is the number. But either way, they, they the only
1: it, five. Yeah, th- I think so. I figured it'd be more than that, but just because I feel like they've been drinking them for at least five years, so it might be less, but it, it might be more than that. But hey, um, yeah, it's still. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm I'm taking a peek at the bottle. Justin went out there and got some growler fills, so we don't have the bottles to really talk about. But they have some nice um, ink line drawings on all their bottles. It looks almost like Scrimshaw. Yeah,
2: it's cool. It makes uh, Long Island Long Island look like a fish. It's a whale, dude. Yeah, it's whales a whale. aren't
1: fish. You're right, 100 percent right. <laughs> I'm the fish guy. I should know that. Yeah. And for the history fans out there, the Long uh, Long Island, especially Greenport Harbor was an old whaling village back in the time when whaling was an essential industry in the in the young nation and greenport actually is home to one of the earliest you know continuously used churches in the united states i did not know
2: that it's amazing but this is part of their og series which is their um the anniversary of their original location so they actually just bottled today, started selling bottles of these, and they are only 300. Um, I did not buy one of the bottles because it was actually more expensive to buy a bottle than to get it in the, uh, in the growler. I'm not sure why.
0: Well, it probably, I know the, uh, the bottles were hand labeled, hand filled, hand, I think they might be corked and caged. So there's a lot more labor going into that than there is filling a growler.
2: I would definitely agree, but it's pretty tasty. Um, it's not as fruity as like other Saison's we've tasted.
0: No, but it definitely still has the prominent, uh, you know, yeast character, Saison yeast character to it. Definitely a a good yeasty
1: character to it. And as you drink it, um, especially towards the bottom of the glass, you can kind of see a little bit of that yeastiness. Yeah, it's
0: definitely noticeable in the mouthfeel.
1: Yeah, and to me it has a little bit of a, in the mouthfeel, it's a little flat and it doesn't the bubbles that you saw on the surface and on the side of the glass did not transfer to the sip
0: yeah but that might also have to do with it having been sitting on the table for
1: in 10 minutes or so yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that, that's 100 possible
0: it be um
2: it, it definitely I, at least for my palate it definitely has coriander in it which is a very um standard saison ingredient right
0: yeah, I don't know that all Saisons have coriander in it, but that that flavor may just be produced by the, the yeast. Because Saisons, one of the things about Saisons is the temperature that they're fermented at is generally much warmer than most other ales are fermented. Most ales are fermented, uh, you know, around... Mid to low sixties, whereas saisons generally are allowed to get up to you know eighty degrees or possibly hotter than that. And that hot wouldn't bother the the yeast for activity. No, not the saison yeast. The saison yeast actually does it fine. And the, the when you allow the fermenting beer to get up to that temperature is when they start producing those uh saison specific yeast esters and stuff. Esters and phenols.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, it's it's a tasty beer. I'm willing to finish it. Um, we'll do our reviews a little later, but I'm I'm think I'm pretty willing to move on to the next beer. How about you guys?
2: Yeah, I think it's definitely, definitely Any
1: definitely other comments on this one?
2: Not for me. It um it, it's a very good saison. I'm not uh, super blown away, but I'm also I mean, I'm I'm enjoying it. The oh. next beer that we're gonna have is a Schwarz beer which I had no idea that was a thing up until, like, we, I went to buy it. But um, from what I uh, looked at it's and Mark and I discussed, it seems to be a Germ- no, German style of beer, as it would sound. And um, it's uh, apparently from the Saxony area, from just doing a little bit of research online. So I think that the name is based upon the region, um, not necessarily the, the characteristics of it.
1: Well, it's also Schwarz uh, is black in or. So something along those lines is close. It's the root form of black. So Schwarzbier is a black beer. Yeah, that it's like you're reading Wikipedia. It's like I've done some homework or something, or <laughs> that I've had Schwarzbeers before. And exactly that. When you look at it at it in the lovely glasses, it's it's dark. It's I wouldn't call it black.
0: No, it's not black. I mean, it kind of looks like almost like chocolate milk, maybe,
2: or even like a, a dark root beer. Um... It's uh, it's not Guinness. Like black, when you think of black beer, I think most people think of a Guinness or some kind of stout. It's definitely not that.
1: No, but I mean, when you compare it to the saison that we just drank,
0: oh, it's or much darker. Or yeah.
1: Your average German beer uh, that you think of, which is a nice amber or golden color, this is black compared to that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty much the same color as the glass that it came out of.
1: That's true. Yeah, it that it's a dark brown growler gralette if you will and you know it, it looks a little hazy in there it doesn't look like it's a clear black but it, it looks a, like there's a little bit of haze and a little bit of sediment still floating around in there
2: yeah it's nothing it doesn't look like it's filtered
0: no it doesn't and they may just not care about that because of the color it, you know it's so dark that you probably wouldn't really be able to see through it anyway now it has a nice hop flavor in the in the nose yeah it has a, a nice aroma that i can't really put my finger on oh i mean i smell a hop in there i couldn't tell you which hop it is there's probably people that could but
1: i can't but yeah the interesting thing is you had brought up the temperature of the
2: fermentation of the of the saison in a little bit of research i did for this it's got a, a cool much cooler temperature for this um particular type of beer when uh for fermenting Is there? Can you think of a reason for that? I wasn't able to come up with a reason
0: why it would be fermented colder. Yeah, when you ferment yeast at a colder temperature, it uh, it it prevents them from producing fusel alcohols, which are like higher level alcohols that are like if you uh, if you've ever had cheap vodka,
1: Uh, a lot of it, yeah, may or may not have consumed many. You know, you know that like harsh.
0: (laughs)
2: To it. The bird. It's the thing that I think is going to, like, give me brain damage. Yeah, the, those are fusel
0: alcohols because, the, you know, they uh, are churning it out so quick that they're not taking care of the yeast and they're just letting it go hot and whatever. Those uh, higher level alcohols are produced because the yeast is stressed out because of the conditions that they're working under. So by fermenting it colder, the yeast are happier. They might work a little slower, but they're not going to throw off as many uh, esters and phenols and to uh, affect the yeast or to add that much character to the beer other than the hops and the malt that were used to produce the wort.
1: So what you're telling me is that yeast are like employees and the yeasts, these esters and phenols and stuff that you're talking about is them protesting and bitching about, what they ha- about them having to do their job.
0: Uh, they have one
1: job, process and make alcohol. And then they complain about doing it, and they make a stink. Literally.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> it was but it's way beer. funnier in my head. I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> it made sense to me. I thought it was going to be clever, but apparently,
2: no. that's okay. We cannot win them all.
1: This has uh,
2: 5.2% alcohol, so you will not fall off of your lawnmower while drinking it or anything. No,
1: no. Um, I'll be honest. What one of the things that's kind of th- that's throwing me off a little bit is is the. Sh- is a stronger hop flavor to it and I guess it's it's I feel like it's playing a, playing a trick on my mind because I'm looking at it and I'm seeing a dark beer and I'm going oh dark beers aren't usually hoppy and then I taste it and I go oh that's a real strong hop flavor almost like um one time I had a black IPA and it just my mind didn't really want to wrap around what it was drinking
2: yeah that's it's interesting it's almost like a bait and switch in your mind you're expecting almost like a stouty something yeah exactly you're
1: lying to me i expected malt flavor and now i'm getting a lot of hop it's not bad i actually really like it and it's it's refreshing still but um it's definitely an interesting it's an interesting style yeah
0: it's uh i don't know i'm i'm working my way through the pour here and uh i can't decide if i like it or not
2: yeah, the style is it mentions coffee and chocolate flavors, which I kind of think I get, but they're, I'm they're, not sure. Yeah,
0: they're there, but they're not the usual chocolate and coffee flavors that I expect. Yeah, I'm thinking of again stouty or porter. Right, and it's I yeah, mean, definitely not
2: that, which isn't
1: bad. It just isn't. It, when I hear those words, I'm expecting something different. I got a faint coffee flavor in there as it as it was going. I didn't really get the chocolate that you normally that. I would normally think of when they say a chocolate flavor, but the the coffee flavor was definitely there in the sense of that little bit of uh, that the, when the roastiness from the dark malt that they use pairs with the the hop characteristic, it kind of gets a little bit of a of a coffee-ness flavor to it. You get that kind of bitter of uh, maybe that coffee, maybe that coffee that uh I don't know. I, I like mild roast coffee. I don't I don't really like very bitter coffee.
0: <laughs> I buy Chuck full of
1: nuts. It's the heavenly coffee. I don't even like coffee except in my beer. The heavenly coffee, heavenly coffee. You know, chock full of Nuts used to be a uh, sandwich shop. No. no, did not know that. I'm f- can I say that I'm chock full of information today? Yeah, you can.
2: Uh, chock full <laughs> of information.
0: That's terrible, and I might have to shiv you. Yeah, but you know what's
2: amazing? It's still
1: way better than the thing about the employees. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm sorry. I guess you know, this is what this is what happens when we. Uh, prepare by uh having a couple extra beers beforehand and pre-game if you will and i get and i end up with uh these terrible choices so what's this last beer that we're gonna taste today you know what this last beer we're gonna taste. oh is. right i'm trying that's what we call a setup justin <laughs> it's called a setup i'm I'm trying to lob you in softball i know i just have to i
0: just have to continuously needle you for he throws and you catch miles. that's the way it works yeah <laughs> what was that more i said he throws and you catch that's the way it works yeah well marked it to- well, Justin definitely catches. No doubt. No doubt. So this is
2: a, the Leaf Pile. Um, I'll catch and say it's Leaf Pile, and um, this is my favorite fall beer by it's beautiful. far. It's a beautiful beer. I would. It's. I call it a pumpkin beer, but only because every brewery needs to have one. And Greenport lovingly says this is theirs, but they call it Leaf Pile and not their pumpkin beer for a reason because it's it's not a pumpkin beer. It's a fall beer. Yeah,
0: it's beer. not. It's not your stereotypical pumpkin beer that uh, I, I don't even know like if you order it there if they put sugar on the glass I'm pretty sure the first time I had
2: it I did but when we went back a second time it wasn't even offered so I'm not sure if they did it because they felt like everyone else did it and now they don't or I just didn't get it but I think I did
0: yeah I mean the the reason why I like leaf piles so much is because to me it's fall in glass it's not trying to be pumpkin pie
2: so mm. this is one beer. This is one of their standards. The other two that we had were limited releases. So, on the, they have the leaf pile has some is bottled, and I know that it's distributed uh, in a bottle at both locations. I'm not sure if you can find it anywhere else. You can I probably s- find it in I've your
0: seen supermarkets. It in supermarkets and such. Yeah.
2: So this one is available to pretty much anybody without having to drive the distance that I did. Um, Thank you. But Evan. you got it
1: straight from the <laughs> tap, and it's so much better.
2: So to read you what the what the website says, this splendidly balanced. Autumnal Ale brings your pu- brings you pumpkin pie in a glass, hand-selected editions of ginger, cinnamon, whole bean, vanilla, allspice, spice nutmeg, and pumpkin give this copper aromatic beauty its distinctive flavor. Fall in, they say. Because obviously it's their fall beer. It's 5.2%, so uh, we've been able to now complete an episode where we did not <laughs> drink something that's going to kill
1: us. Well, we, we're trying, but... I mean just the color of this it's a beautiful amber color it's that color of fall leaves it's got a fantastic head on it it smells it smells like, delicious it smells delicious you get a little bit of those cinnamon notes and the ginger notes in the in the nose
0: yeah it's uh, it's hard to really say what it smells like but it kind of smells like like a kitchen on thanksgiving almost
1: yeah it's just got that 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 homey that home baked senses the home baked spices in there all those pumpkin you know the pumpkin pie scent the you you're working in the kitchen exactly what you said mom grant mom grandma or in my my case my aunt m- me my dad we're all working in the kitchen for hours on end to produce a tasty meal and just quality smells that are coming out
2: and they have the color spot on copper is definitely this color. It is. It is uh, pretty clear. I mean, not perfectly clear, and it might just be the color that you can't see through. But it's uh, it's just beautiful looking. It's
1: yeah, it's a really nice copper tone. Um, you know, no real head on the beer to speak of. It's fairly flat, but I think that's kind of what they're going with there. They're not looking to overcarbonate it. I really wouldn't want the bitter of the CO two that little bite in there to, to mess with this. But let's take a sip and see how it tastes.
2: The first thing I get um, for me is, is nutmeg and cinnamon, and just – it's fall. It's, I can only keep saying that, but it, it's, this is what I think of when I think of fall food and, like you said, Thanksgiving. This is just – Right. As, it a, it all.
1: as a flavor, it kind of – as the flavor of it, it kind of mirrors that crispness, the crispness that you get on a nice fall day when you open up the door and you walk out there and it's a little cool – you feel a little warmth in there. You can smell the change of the season in the air. And I know I'm waxing poetic about it, and, it's, and I'm a little biased because it's one of my favorite beers. But it doesn't have the candy syrup no, and it's, in there, and, the, and it really doesn't need it. And it, that's one of the things that I like about it.
0: And the spices are there, but they're, there's not so much that that's all you can taste. Exactly. They, they really accent the flavor.
1: It doesn't have—there's no real hop character to it. no. And, but it's at the same point the malt isn't overwhelming it's not a dark. it's not a heavy malt it's just a nice balanced flavor and it's something that you can, it's warms you up and you can drink it all day Definitely. Bottom, you know you know rake some rake some leaves drink a beer rake some leaves drink a beer and this is the perfect one
0: make for make a leaf it. pile drink a leaf pile
1: i i like it and we should tell the guys at greenport this and see if we can turn that into some uh Add money or something like that, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe a, maybe a complimentary growler or something of leaf pile. I'll, we'll I'll take that guy. little, I'll be that happy about
2: it. And just to, to keep it going, I did get uh, growlettes They are small. And I also, just like Kevin did in a, in the previous episode, forgot to bring one of the 37 growlers that I have with me. So
1: you bought three new growlers. I did buy growlettes. three
2: new growlettes Indeed. Um, can we
1: get, can we just start shaming each other? When we have to, when we buy new growlers, yeah, I feel like we should have to
2: draw something on our face every time it happens. All right, so I hey, had growler. the shame. I had
1: the shame last week. Shame on Justin this week.
2: There's no shame on Mark because of his uh, growler on board uh, thing. It's, it's always in there.
1: It's always rocked, ready to go. Yeah, you, you. I'm sure. I'm sure you won't forget yours next week. No, you're 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 a good planner. I kind of. Little more of a fly by the seat of my pants guy, and I did put it in a car.
2: It just wasn't the right car. I put them in the wrong car. <laughs> oh,
1: no, you put them in
0: your wife's car. No, I put
2: them in my car. He put them in his car, go... and then and his, his wife your and wife, son uh, decided to go
0: for the ride. Yeah, and you they took the family car. <laughs> I did. In fact, I do it all the time.
1: Baby. I know. I know you guys do. I, I keep
0: do. waiting for somebody to tell me that I have to leave, and it hasn't happened yet.
1: You know what I that's one of the th- that's one of the things that I do really like about a lot of the tasting rooms and stuff that we go to is it really has that that family atmosphere. It has that old school neighborhood pub thing going on where it's you're here to enjoy the beverages but it's also it's a meeting place for the neighborhood and it's a place yeah. to bring kids and be in a community setting and not You know, just be isolated in our own homes or even be out in the middle of the night. It's just – it's be together with people and share something that we enjoy. One thing I love about the breweries is
2: um, as opposed to going to like a bar, you you, there's everyone's sort of there because they appreciate the beer. Even the people who are maybe new to it, it's a different vibe. Everybody's there drinking a beer. They're not there –
0: right. They're not there to drink and get away from their home life. Like they're there because they enjoy the beer.
1: Well, I'll be honest. You guys mentioned that uh, Tap and Barrel was at that – Thing. Have you guys been down to that bar? I have not, no. I've heard wonderful things. I've been there a couple times and I really like it. They've got a great selection on tap, obviously. They keep something like 40 taps going and they have another collection in bottles. And it's a really good place if you like craft beer. All the people behind the bar are knowledgeable about what they're pouring and you can go in there and have some really good beers. One of the first things I went in there, I found one of the. uh, omegang oh game of thrones beers and big game of thrones nerd and i was super excited to try it i was like this is so cool
0: was it take the black stout it was take the black stout i love that is, one
1: which is a really tasty beer um the which Three-Eyed is surprising raven,
0: because it's got the the liquor licorice flavor in there but right, i actually but like
1: it on tap it was a re- i had it in the bottle and on tap and on tap it was really tasty but the um the three-eyed raven not so much um
0: i don't think but I've just, had that it's, one.
1: Um, it used to be on my way home, uh, so I would drive past it a lot. And a couple of times, me and one of my coworkers, we would stop and stop in there a few times and have a beer, and then head home, and then go our separate ways. They definitely know uh, what they're doing because
2: they were the first um, table to run out of a beer. So, yeah, they probably. I'm I, I'm gonna say that it's not because they didn't bring enough; they probably brought plenty. But the uh, yeah, I don't choice. remember
0: what beer they had uh specifically what beer it was but they had something from allagash and that was the the first thing I think it was
2: the white allagash white i'm not sure though i have the word white in my head but i'm not positive
1: i haven't had i feel i know i've had a few of the allagash beers i can't remember which ones i've had and i don't really remember if they're good or bad or indifferent i guess the fact that i don't remember them kind of speaks volumes that they don't stick out but that doesn't mean they can't be good beers You guys
0: have any feelings about them? (laughs) I on occasion. I know I've had a couple of beers from them as well, but uh, again, I couldn't swear to you what they were. But I do know that uh, you know they're the only brewery that I'm aware of that are on the East Coast that are doing spontaneous fermentations. But I have not actually seen any of those beers.
1: Spontaneous fermentation is when you leave like the. It leave the kettle open and let, like, wild yeast come in?
0: Well, no. So, like, they're going a step further and going in the Lambert, Lambic tradition where they actually have what's called a cool ship, which is this wide, shallow basin that they pump the beer into after they're done boiling it okay. so that you have a larger surface area. And then they open up the windows and they turn on the fans and they blow the night air in to both cool down the beer and inoculate it with whatever microflora micro is floating in the air. All right, that's... Yummy, microflora. No, it's actually pretty good. I I, I have had some
2: Allegash beers. Again, I'm pretty sure I've had Allegash White. I think that's like the, a, a very uh, broad-reaching uh, one of their beers. And I remember it being good, but I don't remember anything distinctive.
1: That's, you know, and like I said, maybe it just uh, means it's going to be one of the ones on our list, though, that we have to try. I don't know where they're out of. I don't know if they're... I know they're not a Long Island brewery, but that doesn't mean that, you know, at some point we might not have to... At some tripping. point, we're gonna
0: have to run out. You know, we're gonna run out of Long Island breweries. We're gonna be driving to like town or something on a on a Saturday, <laughs> trying to get stuff. <laughs> <up. laughs> I don't know. If we're gonna be driving quite that far, but uh,
1: you know, my uh, my brother is, is you know an alumni of a school nearby there. So next time he goes up there, I'll have to make sure he brings me a couple bottles back. Um, well, as much as I want to just sit here and keep bullshitting and drinking more leaf pile with you guys, we have some ratings to give out. So are you ready to? Uh, roll it back to the beginning and go over um, and start reviewing the beers and
2: rating the beers? Let's do it. We should uh, Let me remind them of our uh, our insane system here. We have uh, our a uh, scale of five with one being our tasting, two being a pint, three being a bomber, four is a growler, and five is a keg because we can't possibly get enough. Uh, the first beer we had was the Cezanne de Carpenter from the
1: OG series. What did you think about that, Kevin? I thought it was pretty good. It was a good example of a Saison. And again, we don't usually rate on the examples of what it is. We're not going by E, C, J, B Yeah, we're not holding them to the style of guidelines. But I think it is something that we, if we know what it's supposed to kind of be, we look at it a little bit to kind of review a little, you know, to get a little understanding, especially if it's a style that we're not familiar with. What we're really rating is how much of it do we want to drink. And for me, the Saison, this one in particular, falls in a solid pint level for me. I thought it was a good beer. I liked it. The yeastiness of it was a little bit of a turnoff to me in that I don't necessarily think I want to drink more than a pint. But the flavor was definitely good enough that I'd have that early on in a session and be pretty happy about it.
0: See, for me, the Saison would be a bomber. uh, That, uh, you know, not quite... Two glasses would be uh, just the right amount for me.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna call it a tasting, but not because I didn't like it. I definitely liked it. It's right. just I, I honestly the half a glass I had for this moment would be plenty. And I might want another half a glass tomorrow. But it's just not something that I'm I'm gonna probably drink a lot of during the day and I think that it, it goes to the yeastiness a little thick for me. Like not thick like a stout, but just sort of I think it's out on my tongue a little bit. And again, maybe that's because it's out on the table for ten minutes. But, right, uh, I'm gonna go with one for a tasting.
1: Okay, I mean, I think that's I think we all it, that I think what we just saw there was a perfect example of our own personal preferences of what we're looking for in beer. You know, we while while we all enjoy a lot of the same beers, that was definitely a little different for all of us. Now, the second one that we had was the it was the Darth the, the, Lager Schwarzbier. Yeah, right?
2: the, I don't know if I said the name. I call it a Schwarz beer. That's what they wrote on it, but the, the name of it is Darth
1: Lager which I think
2: is a pretty, a pretty epic name.
1: Love that name. That's fantastic.
0: Um, Mark, you want to start us off with your rating on the Schwarz? The Schwarz beer, for me, I'm going to stick it tasting just because, uh, I don't know, I still can't really put my finger on it. Uh, it's not bad, but on my palate, I just can't, can't really figure out what's going on, and I don't, I don't think I'd want more than the tasting.
2: For me, it's going to be probably a pint. I enjoyed it. Um, I, I kind of actually want to have a little more of it now just because I'm, I'm a little intrigued. I haven't really tasted anything quite like it before. And uh, I'm pretty sure I, I like it a lot, but not enough to uh, to invest in a bomber or
1: a uh, growler. I agree. It's definitely For me, it's not a bomber or a growler. I don't need it that much. I'm kind of flip-flopping between a taster and a pint glass. And I think I, I, think I liked it enough that I would probably have a pint of it and be happy about it. Again, the Hop character on it was a little odd for me and a little more than I wanted. Justin, do you have any info on, like, what Hop they used in there? Do you know by any chance? I, I don't. Um, I did attempt to take a
2: photo of the uh, description of everything and it uh it, the photo unfortunately didn't uh come out very well so i couldn't read it but it did not it, even on the, even on their menu they didn't uh note the hop that was in there
1: yeah i i don't ask because i have a bias against certain hops i actually would i just would be interested to see you know it kind of in again in helping to continue our education one of the reasons we're doing this. I'd like to know what hop that is so that I could kind of – because I think it's a strong enough enough flavor that I could then start to identify that flavor and say, oh, that's that hop.
2: Yeah, I I definitely agree. On the way out to the Taps and Towns last week, Mark threw a uh, a little homework on me while we were in the car. Oh, yeah. And he gave me a book that explained a lot of the hop stuff and a lot of the questions that I had in one of the previous episodes, which was really cool. So I'm really enjoying that part for me, especially not being anywhere near a brewer – on any level where you guys are so it's fun for me to learn the same thing
1: well again again, for me the flavors I need to taste those flavors in order to be able to identify them you could tell me all day about the flavors of Simcoe hops I wouldn't be able to identify them if I haven't tasted them and you say feel that you you taste that flavor you taste that cat piss as I've heard them described yeah all right, that's the Simcoe flavor and again I don't know hey I don't know how he knows what cat piss tastes like
0: but it tastes like cat piss smells is the...
1: Oh, okay, okay. That That's the part that I was missing. But <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty key. <laughs> uh, again, I'm, I'm allergic to cats. I, I try to avoid anything cat-related at all costs, but to, to me, that's how I would need to learn about those flavors. Now, a flavor I do not need to learn about because I love it and it is inside me and it will continue to be inside me because I may end up stealing some more out of that growlet is the leaf pile. I love the leaf pile. I hearted it in the text message that I sent to Justin. It's true. I
0: thought somehow that my wife was included on the the group text, and then I went back and reread it and realized it was Kevin because I was pretty sure it was my wife.
1: That's right. I got so excited that as a 32-year-old man, I used emojis to express how much I hearted the leaf pile, and I still continue to. It is a great, fantastic beer. I love the flavor variety in it. I love the perfect balance that they've achieved with it this time of year i love it i love it i love it and i want to just it's a keg for me all the way i could have that around all the time and i'm 100 percent happy about it
0: see for me though it's just the growler because uh i don't it a keg of the leaf pile i'm sure my wife would love it but for me, I'd be and when looking... your wife is happy,
1: you're happy. Yeah, so I know. You love but it if too, I Jim. only had one tap
0: on the kegerator, I'd be looking to swap that up for something else after like a week and a half.
2: Yeah, I'm going to um, second the uh, the growler. I think the growler is the way to go on it. It I love it. Um I, I just wish it stayed longer in growlers. <laughs> I want to I wanted to have it longer than they, they offer it. I really hope f- wish they would offer it year round. Um and, and I'm pretty sure they're getting pretty close now.
1: <laughs> uh, i mean as much as i want it to be offered year round i think part of the thing that i like about it is that it comes into my favorite season of beers that it is one of the signals of fall for me that i get to see leaf pile out there and i don't know as if it's produced year round i don't know if i'd go as much as i love it i don't know if i'd go and reach for it in the middle of july no but that doesn't mean I still don't want it around. I want to keep it close. It makes me feel good about me. You know, like I want to have it around in that sense. Um, but I, again, I, I can keep going on that, but I'm, I'm running out of adjectives for it.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it's a great beer. I think it's a great beer from a great brewery. They have a lot of other excellent beers. Um, they have a Behave Summer Ale, which...
0: The Behave is a very good beer. No, yeah. they
2: make that one with honey, or is it just? Are they just Yeah,
0: there's honey in the in it. Yeah, I would like to try that orange one. Orange
2: blossom honey is what they what they call it, and I think that's the reason why I like it because you do get a little bit of citrus in it. Okay, um, it's very good. And the other my, one of my other favorites is the Black Duck Porter. I think that's one fantastic. of the yeah.
1: we might have to bring that one on in if if we go back out there maybe in the end of winter or something and towards the you know in springtime. When it, before it gets too hot i don't want the black duck porter in the middle of the summer but might bring that one might have to bring that one in next time we go out there
2: i would also highly recommend if anybody's uh wants to take the trip to go out there and try all of the all of their og series we didn't try the session ipa they had but i think we had one, each of the other three og beers including uh the saison that we had today and they have a berry vice which is a Berry belinner vice which is excellent
0: excellent and on your way back, you can always stop at Woodside Orchards and get yourself some uh, craft hard cider, and
1: um, maybe a cider donut or seven,
0: if they haven't sold out. Yeah, the, the cider donuts
1: at least three times that I've been there, they've been out of the the donuts, and that's a little depressing. But there's a really good bre- uh, bakery. I'm focusing on brewery. There's a really good bakery right across the street from them, like maybe like you know three houses down. That's fantastic. That's the shrewdle that I brought out to the camping when we went. Okay, it was. Re- I can't remember the name of it. I'm drawing a blank. We'll we'll put it in the show notes. What the name of the bakery is, but man, it's it's really tasty.
2: It's a, it's an excellent uh, excellent uh, area to go to this time, yeah. especially this time of year. Like I said, I, I was kidding around saying that there was a ton of people. It's really not that bad. But, but it will get. Bad. It, it can it can be by on the end of the days. month.
1: It'll be as we get closer to October uh, until the end of October and Halloween and all the pumpkins and everything it gets a little crazy out there especially the north fork um because there's not quite enough roads for the volume of people
0: yeah i don't miss living in aquabog at this time of year
1: i don't miss trying to visit you in aquabog this time of year (laughs) um i think you know i think we're pretty much wrapped on um you know do you guys have any other final comments
0: on greenport I have nothing left on Greenpoint for this episode, but I do want to give a shout out to Mark Santorello, who tried to donate money to us before we are entirely set up to accept donations. So shout out to him; he's a good man. Thank you, Mark, and he's a he's an avid home brewer himself too. Yes, he is. Now, have, Mark,
1: have you gone down and visited him more recently than I have? He's an old friend of Mark and I's from scouts growing up. Um, have you, you've had some of his home brews, right? Yeah, I have. I have not had a chance to sample his home brews. Are they as good as they sound?
0: He makes some good beer, yeah. Uh, and uh, I I stole the idea from him. Uh, he uh brews beers annually for his daughter's birthdays. He makes okay. a, a Lena Rose Ale and a or a, no, an Ellie. No, the. <laughs>
1: I don't remember that don't his, his name. He the ma- name. He makes an Ellie
0: Rose beer and then Alina Hosen, Lena <laughs> Hosen, because his uh, second daughter was born, you in, know, yeah, inappropriate time to make a, a you know a German style marts, and so
1: now for your daughter, you made a celebratory baby beer coming out the yes a peach one yes i made
0: a peach habanero colch to celebrate the birth of my daughter
1: you did not make that for her first
0: birthday no that is correct because we had the party at a town facility where no alcohol was allowed
1: so her
0: birthday is coming up soon is there peach habanero on its way uh not currently, but we'll see. Maybe I'll get to that. My birthday's in March if you need a gift or something. <clears throat> I do, however, remember uh,
2: potentially Kevin and I drinking a little bit out in front of said town facility. <laughs>
1: I know not what you speak of. I can neither confirm or deny that event occurred. I
0: didn't bring it. I know nothing about it. The town of Brookhaven can pin anything on me. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, this has been a well. Before uh, we further episode. implement ourselves, <laughs> let, let's let's plead the fifth and wrap this one up, guys. Anything else? No,
2: I think I'm good. I'm pretty sure that uh, I'm going to go upstairs and just listen for sirens.
0: Okay, sounds good. And thanks for joining us on another Beer Tastic Voyage. If you enjoyed Beer Tastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com on Facebook at www.facebook.com beertasticvoyage and Twitter and Instagram at Beertastic Show or send them a good old-fashioned email at BeertasticVoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and cheers for local beers.